verse 3 because of time. It says, as the dew of Ammon and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. We have been hindering the blessings with our disunity. The Bible says, behold, how good and pleasant for brethren to gather together in unity. He said, it is only in the place of unity that the blessing is commanded. What it means is that the only time when we begin to see things happen, the way it's supposed to happen is when we come together as a people, we drop our own personal ambition, our own personal preferences, our own personal goals, our own personal will, and we drop it and begin to take the collective goal of this vision. The blessing only comes in the place of agreement. Acts chapter 2 from verse 40, you are not going to read. The Bible talked about the people going house to house, breaking bread, being in one accord. And the Bible says, that the, and God did what? Added what? Daily to the church. Daily. 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 We've been trying to open the right door with the wrong key. We must change that key today. We've been trying to do with our strength. We must rely on his strength. Strategy is better than struggle. How many of us have actually come back to sit down and say, we have been doing this thing this way. What new thing can we do to make it happen? If my own father, my biological father was to be alive today, there are certain things he would be looking up to me for him to change. Am I correct, sir? Certain things he would be looking up to me for me to help him change. Because in his own time, I'm not saying my biological father, if he was to be alive, his time has passed. No, he died on time, but I'm not going to die on time. Because I have the spiritual authority over my head and I have the spiritual father that is going to make me live longer, far, far longer than my father. If he was to be alive today, there are certain things he expects me to do. If you don't go home with anything today, there's something I want us to go home with today. Think, just think. Seven years ago, the workload our father has, is it the same workload now? Just think. Think of it. Seven years ago. Now he's getting younger and we are giving him more responsibilities. It's an indictment. It shows that we are not mature. It's an indictment on all of us. It's an indictment. We must begin to stop strife, envy, jealousy. This person do them this way. So because the person do them this way, you're not supposed to do them like this. You are leading chorus. Somebody will come say, you don't say you're supposed to talk them like this. Why do you want him to do it your way? Why not allow him to do it the way he is led to do it? 
You cannot run in a race and become a champion or become the winner of the race in another man's lane. You can't. No matter how hard you try, when we have 100 meters race and people are running to reach a touch line, the moment you cross over to another person's lane, even if you take first, you'll be disqualified. Why are we fighting our uniqueness? Why? My friend will always tell me, anybody that fights your uniqueness is your enemy. Anybody that fights your uniqueness is your enemy. Some of us, our uniqueness is our calmness. Some of us, our uniqueness is our boldness. Some of us, our uniqueness is in the way we talk. Why are we fighting our uniqueness? We are breaking the body of Christ every day. Paul said, I deny myself daily. What he was saying is, I sacrifice myself daily for these people. I deny myself. Paul was not an illiterate, was he? He wasn't an illiterate. But how many of us do he worked with illiterates? He worked with illiterates. But he was always serving them. We are supposed to be leaders. And by the grace of God, there are people we are leading. If somebody, if one person is following you, what it means is that you are a leader. How are we administering this thing that God has put in the hands of our father and our mother? Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. Second Corinthians 10, 12. For we dare not make ourselves of the number mm -hmm. or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves. Mm -hmm. But but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. Thank you. The Bible is saying, if you are in a group, you are in a church, and the only thing you know how to do is to compare yourself or to compete with the next person in the same group, the Bible is saying you are a fool. I'm not the one that said it. The Bible says, if you are comparing yourself with yourselves, you are what? A fool. You are not wise. When you say you are not wise, what it means is what? You are a fool. We must begin to stop this competitive spirit amongst us. It is killing us. We must tell ourselves the truth. We all cannot do the same thing. When you see somebody that dance on the altar, go there and appreciate the person. Clap hands for the person. When you see the one that is leading prayer, appreciate the person. When you see the one that is maybe leading Bible study and he does it well, appreciate the person. That is the strength we are talking about. We are talking about complementing each other. We are not talking about competing with each other. We are not supposed to be competing with each other. What you can do, I cannot do. What I can do, you cannot do. God created you to do something in this house. And what he gave fired you to do is not what he wired you to do. Why look at what I am doing and leaving what you are supposed to do? Why? There are some people in this church, their only duty is just to give support to our father, follow him everywhere he goes. We don't see them. Does it mean you are more important than them? You are not. You are not. There are people in the children's ministry doing one thing or the other in the children's ministry. Children will poo-poo on them, do all sorts of things. 
You are not more important than them. We are supposed to appreciate each other. The sun and the moon are two great lights. The sun and the moon are two great lights. The moon will never struggle to shine in the daytime. The moon will never struggle to shine in the daytime. The sun will never struggle to shine in the night. When I mean struggle, that's try to want to shine in the night. They have their time. The moon knows that when it is night, it is my turn to give support. The sun knows that when it is day, it is my turn to give support. All of us here should know when it's our turn to give support. Look at the area of your strengths. Begin to maximize that area. 5,000 souls is nothing big. If all of us, like our father will always say, we will in one person in a month. Praise the Lord. We must begin to have a mindset change and we must begin to develop a reorientation program in our minds. Our father is not here today. We are not here preaching to ourselves. We are here talking to ourselves. We are not here pointing the faults of somebody. We are here pointing our faults to all of us. We came here this morning because our father and our mother says, let me, let's just leave these children to talk to themselves. We must tell ourselves that we will stop competing with ourselves and we'll start complementing each other. If you win, I win. If I win, you win. First Samuel chapter 18, our father taught us from First Samuel chapter 18. If you read from verse 1, the Bible says, as soon as David made an end to speaking with Saul, the soul of Jonathan was what? Was knitted. If you go down to verse 3, can you look at it? Verse 3. If you go down to verse 3, just read it for me. Then Jonathan made a covenant because he loved him. Stop this, sir. Jonathan made a covenant with a pauper. Why? Because he loved him. We have to make covenant with ourselves today before our father will come. Please read on to verse 4. Then Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own soul. Yes. Verse 4. And Jonathan stripped himself of the robe that was upon him. Hold on, son. Jonathan stripped himself of the robe that was upon him. Jonathan stripped himself of his qualification. Jonathan stripped himself of his social status. Jonathan stripped himself of who he is in the society. He stripped himself. In Philippians chapter 2, where our father has been teaching us from, he said, Jesus said, Jesus himself humbled what? Himself. Jonathan stripped himself. What it means is that if I am a PhD holder, I am the one that is going to tell myself I am going to work with an illiterate. 
If I'm in empty of a bank, I am going to tell myself I'm going to walk with that man that is a security man. I have to strip myself. Anytime I have the opportunity to talk to maybe a young girl that's about getting married, that's believing God for marriage, I will tell the young girl, I said, come down from your horse, just like Rebecca came down from her horse. Come down. The only reason why Rebecca was able to marry Isaac was because she came down from the horse. Rebecca was the, was the daughter of a very rich man. For somebody to be using horses at that time, it's like using a Lincoln Navigator. Or using a Rolls Royce. But the Bible says she came down and rendered support. Joseph's dream was not realized until he interpreted the dream of the butler and the cup bearer. Your dream will never be interpreted until you interpret this dream. It's not, I'm not, it's, I'm telling you, it's the truth. Whatever you want to achieve, and you are a member of this house, you have to begin to see, how am I going to interpret the dream of my father and my mother? Because the more you interpret their dream, the more God interprets your dream. The more you lift them up, the more God lifts you up. I do an analogy. If you stand on this chair, and this happened to be our father, and you carry the hand of our father and our mother, what it means is that people will be seeing our father and our mother. People will also be seeing your hand. The more platforms you climb to lift them up, the more platforms you climb to take them higher, that is how you will be seen. As they are seen, you are seen. As God lifts them up, God will lift you up. There is nothing anybody can do about it. Nothing. The Bible says, we, look, the Bible says we should not be deceived. Whatever a man soweth, that he shall reap. The truth is, what you sow will not come to you in how that's the, the quantity you sowed it. It will come to you in a multiplied form. What it means is that if you are sowing evil, it will come to you in a multiplied form. If you are sowing discord, it will come to you in a multiplied form. But if you are promoting unity, unity will come to you in a multiplied form. God will bring people that will work with you. God will bring people that will help you. God will bring people that will raise you. God will bring people that will help your vision. My brothers and sisters, we are instruments in the hands of God. We are instruments. The day we fail to recognize this truth, the master will choose another instrument. The day we fail to recognize this truth, the master will choose another instrument. I am in the IGC. It is only for a time. Yes, I say it's only for a time. As a pastor, I can be thrown anywhere. It is what I do here that will make people to do for me what they will send me to. Now, lie? Simple. It is what I do here 
He has nothing to do. It has listen, nobody, no look, nobody be nobody for year. Nobody. Nobody be landlord. When I hear with my thoughts, nobody be landlord. You can wake up in the morning and you just get a phone call. Hey, look, you are going to Remu Kokwane. Just go there. 